Welcome to the Birth Warrior Podcast. In each episode, we feature the stories of birth warriors, women who have persevered to find their own truth in pregnancy and birth. As you hear these women share their stories of love, autonomy, connection, and power, it is our deepest wish that you will be inspired, empowered, and supported to find your own truth. We are honored these women have stepped forward to share their personal stories and to help us remember that we all have the power to choose what is right for us. The Birth Warrior Podcast is a presentation of the Indie Birth Association and is not intended to be medical advice. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Birth Warrior Podcast. I am your host, Jaden Graham, and on today's episode, we have Carolyn. Carolyn is a movement therapist, health and wellness practitioner, and former professional dancer whose planned all-natural home birth turned cesarean has morphed and evolved from being her worst nightmare to becoming one of the best things that has ever happened to her. Carolyn shares that her birth journey has helped her unpack some of her deepest fears and insecurities, which she says was a necessary part of her transition into motherhood and I hope you all enjoy the show thank you so much for listening hi Carolyn welcome to the show thank you so much for being here hello thank you so much for having me hello hello um yes wherever you would like to begin your story please please share sure um oh wow yeah so so my birth story is uh quite quite the doozy um, I guess I maybe want to start by just saying, you know, I'm not trying to scare anybody, especially first time moms, um, but mm-hmm. just here to share, yeah, that what happened with the birth of my beautiful baby boy, Florian. And um, yeah, it's, it's a journey that I'm still, you know, going through and unpacking and, you know, starting to learn some really deep lessons um, about myself through, through all of this. So yeah, I guess I'll start. Um, so my, my due date was, um, April 18th and of of this past year, 2021. And, um, my contraction started on April 18th and my baby was born, um, six more over six days later on April 24th. So, so it was a very, very long birth. Um, yeah, for the, the first three days, I kind of had this like on and off labor pattern where, you know, around 8 p.m. Um, thing, I would start feeling things. And of course, the first time I felt the contractions, I was like, is what is this? Is this a contraction? Like I had no idea because, you know, first time having a baby, I didn't know what to expect. Um, but the signs had been had been coming up. I was getting some cramps and Um, Things were feeling like really low in my pelvis and he was dropping. So I knew it was coming. But anyways, um, you know, the first night, the first night, the contractions started around 8 p.m. And I was calling them squeezies (laughs) because it felt like a vacuum pack, like Mm -hmm. kind of going you know, like squeezing yes. in. Um, that's <laughs> yes. like the only, yeah, I'm like squeezies. So I was I calling them that. squeezies. <laughs> at this point, that. yeah, at this point, like I was in good spirits. I was like, oh, it's happening. How fun is this? Um, <laughs> so the squeezies continued um, throughout that night. And, you know, they they picked up to being maybe, I don't know, 
five to 10 minutes apart, but not like crazy regular. And, you know, I, I had a doula on the phone, my doula that I would check in with and she's like, okay, you know, seems like it's early, like try to rest, you know, just continue on with your, with your night, blah, blah, blah. Um, but they were intense enough that I couldn't really sleep. And then by say six in the morning, um, they started like fading away and then they were kind of gone for a bit. So anyways, this kind of happened, this happened for three days. And I know that that's like fairly normal for a lot of first births. You kind of have the start stop labor pattern and um, yeah, and it can be tiring, but you know, I was still in pretty good spirits and you know, I had a check in with my midwife and she was like, okay, this is, you know, still pretty normal. Baby's doing baby's um, heart rate is good. Everything's good. You know, just, just keep, keep focused and it can, ha- it'll take off anytime. So, you know, just trying to get through all of that. And um, maybe I'll just add that I was planning on having a home birth. And um, during my pregnancy, my pregnancy was like a, a breeze. I felt amazing the whole time. I didn't even have morning sickness. Um, yeah, I, I, I have a physical job. I'm a, I'm a body worker and a, a movement therapist. So I'm obsessed with the human body. And for me, like getting pregnant and giving birth was like this amazing, exciting thing. And I'm just like, wow, I get to experience something new with my body. Mm -hmm. Um, I've experienced a lot with my body. I was a professional dancer for 10 years and I still teach dance and um, do choreography. So for me, just like the idea of having a new thing happen to my body that I haven't experienced yet was so exciting. So during my pregnancy, I just became like obsessed with the natural birth process. Um, you know, I've listened to lots of the indie birth, um, podcast episodes. I read like three Ina May Gaskin books and just kind of became like maybe a little too obsessed with the, um, just, you know, honoring your body and and letting your body do your thing, do its thing. And, you know, the whole idea of like, even going to a hospital was like, not in my awareness whatsoever. I was just so confident and sure that like I could, you know, my body could do this. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I was coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, you know, the birth started this kind of on off thing, you know, day three rolls around, still haven't, haven't gotten much sleep, but I, I could feel that it was coming and I'm like, okay, you know, it's starting. My husband and I set up our apartment to be this like beautiful ceremonial container. We had like lights and nice music and candles and we were we were just in it um and he was with me by my side the whole time and then on day four so moving into day four I was feeling things come on even more and I'm like okay like maybe this will be the day um I went and saw my acupuncturist got some acupuncture um in the middle of our our treatment um I was like totally having contractions and then by the time I got home, my contractions were were getting intense and they were probably about five minutes apart. I mean, I can barely remember now, but um, they were, they had picked up. So we we're like, okay, it's go time. Um, so call my doula. She comes over, um, gets me set up with the TENS machine. And I thought that was pretty cool because I could, you know, feel the, feel the contraction, the sensation in the front. And then I would press a little buzzer thing and it would stimulate um, 
my muscles in the back. So I had had this nice kind of front to back pressure feeling. And I, I really enjoyed that um, aspect of it. And then, yeah, kind of from Thursday night onwards, it was, we were in it, we were in birthland and, um, you know, we did all the, we're doing all the positions and I was making noise and I felt very in my body and, you know, just kind of slowly, but surely like, you know, reality was kind of leaving me and I was just in this other world. And there's a lot in that period that I like, don't even, don't even remember, but I just, I knew I could feel like baby's coming, baby's coming. Mm. And, you know, there was definitely this energy at this point of like working really hard and like just wanting to get the baby out because we were on like day four now and then went through that night, you know, still no baby contractions were still regular, but they never really went, you know, they never really like maybe got closer than, I don't know, four or three minutes apart, maybe sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we were, my doula and I and my husband were working together and, you know, doing all the things. Mm-hmm. My midwife would come over and kind of check, check up on us every now and then, but she just kind of kept saying, all right, you guys are doing good. Like, I'm going to go. So and, and baby's and, heart tones you know, were and then we went doing, through. It, it, pardon me for interrupting, baby's heart tones were doing well as, as yeah. well. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Everything was, everything was doing, everything was good. And at this stage, I believe I was still eating and drinking um, and peeing. But at some point that kind of stopped. And I think that's when things started to turn. Um so anyways, by Friday morning, still no baby. I think I was like only three centimeters dilated by that point, um, even though we had been going all through the night. Mm-hmm. Um, my midwife checked and I didn't even want to do cervical checks. But by this point, like this, we we're going into day five now. So I was kind of like, I want to know what's happening because I felt like baby would be coming soon. Mm-hmm. So when my midwife checked me out on Friday morning and I was only three centimeters. I was a bit discouraged, but right after she left, then my water broke and we were like, all right, awesome. And kind of from that point on, it was like a next step up. It was like really go time. We were like, I was growling and roaring. And at one point I was in the shower and like, I was almost like, sounds crazy, but almost like banging my head against the wall on all fours and like roaring. And yeah, anyways, and I, I, I could feel this like intense pressure down really, really low, like in above my pubic bone. And, you know, we all thought that this was a good thing. Um, anyways, we continue on through Friday into Friday evening. By this point, you know, it's getting intense and getting tired. I probably had thrown up um, maybe, I don't know, three or four times that day. Again, didn't really think much of it, but my husband kept trying to feed me like water, coconut water, fruit, and I would just throw it up. I would just Mm. keep throwing it up, but we kind of just kept roaring along. And then by midnight on the Friday, um, midwife comes back again and she's, you know, checking me out. Baby's still doing good. Um, Does another another cervical check. And apparently I'm still only three centimeters dilated. Mm. And this had been going on for a whole day. And I'm like, now we're a little bit like, okay, what's happening? But I was still in a good mindset, like, okay, like, we'll just keep going. So we kind of just kept taking the next steps. And from here, 
And now looking back, I wonder if this was the right choice. But anyways, um, she suggested that I go to the hospital and get a morphine and gravel injection um, to try to calm me down so that I could actually get a bit of sleep. Because by this point, I haven't really slept in five days, maybe like an hour here or there in the earlier days. But I definitely hadn't slept in probably more than 24 hours at this point, like at all. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't eaten anything and I was throwing up or any, anything that went into my body was just coming back up. Mm. So we did that. So we drove to the hospital in agony. Mm. Um, my other midwife met me there and administered the injection. And this was sort of the first like, oh shit, you know, like I didn't want any medication. I wanted to do this hundred percent natural. But by this point I was like, okay, I'll, I'll take a little little pain relief so that I can get some sleep so that we can birth this baby tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, while I was at the hospital, my midwife checked me out and she kind of was feeling around and palpating and baby was sort of turning into a bit of a OP position, whereas before he was more in a favorable position. So she was a little concerned about that. And she was like, hey, Carolyn, um, it seems like your your bladder's really full. When was the last time you went went pee? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. She's like, go pee. So I went to go pee and I sat on the toilet and I, I couldn't. Like, I just sat there and like nothing was coming out. And I was trying to relax and it was the weirdest thing. Like, I just, I couldn't pee. And she was like, when, when was the last time you went pee? I'm like, I, I actually have no idea. So that was sort of a flag that looking back now, I'm like, okay, well, how maybe... Anyways, I could have been cathetered then or something, but mm-hmm. anyways, baby was still doing good. So I went home and um, by the time I got home, I was super groggy and sleepy, managed to pass out for a couple hours. And then when I woke up, my contractions were back and they were like, it was even next level intense and painful. And I was just like, oh, fuck. Okay, here we go. And there was like a different energy at this point. Like it had gone from like, being this sort of exciting like this is hard but we're getting somewhere energy to like almost like a I'm going to rot and die from the inside energy um my husband was passed out yeah my husband was passed out on the couch so now now we're into Saturday morning so just to backtrack so labor started on Sunday Mm -hmm. and then now this is Saturday of the next week um Saturday morning around 5 a.m yeah my husband was sleeping on the couch and like, you know, me being me, I like at this point almost didn't want to wake him because this is the first time he slept too. So I remember I, I uh, poured a bath for myself. I went into the bath and I was laying there and I was, you know, laboring on and it was, mm-hmm. it was like things were starting to get dark. Like at, I had this one thought of like, it's either going to be me or the baby. Like one of us, one of us isn't, isn't getting out here. Um, and it got scary and I was trying to just breathe through it and be strong by myself. By this point, my doula had also gone home just to get some sleep. She had been with us the whole time as well. So, you know, we were all like the three of us, we were all just getting a little bit beat up. So, you know, the hospital was the last place I wanted to be. But by this point I was just like, I think I need to go to the hospital. So I told my husband, we called the midwives and said, you know, we're going to, we're going to go back. And they're like, okay, we'll meet you there. So, so off we go. And luckily the hospital here um, is only seven minute drive from my place. So we got there nice and fast. And, and that was sort of my first moment of, of surrender. Um, 
you know, letting go of, you know, the plan that we had and, and just kind of allowing, allowing this next step to take, to take place. So we got into the hospital and then, you know, it was kind of one thing after another of things that, that, you know, I didn't want to happen, but it kind of seemed like there was no other option. Mm-hmm. Um, one was which I got an epidural, which again, I did not want. But by this point, I was just like, uh, give me the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you, when they put that epidural in, <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, for the first good. time now in six days. Yeah, I know exactly. Right. Yeah. So looking back now, I'm like, yeah, looking back now, I'm still kind of like, oh, man, what if I but no, I, I needed it, you know, at that yeah. point. And and, you know, letting go of that judgment. And yeah, like, again, I think I was just so attached to this idea of like, of birthing completely naturally that I was so like kind of rigid in a way and this was like the first big surrender was getting the epidural and then once that went in I was like wow this is amazing like I could actually breathe I could talk I could look around um you know I was in my hospital room my doula was able to be there with me and my midwife was there and my husband was there as well as like you know the OBs and the nurses and stuff and they just kind of rushed me in and got me all set up really quick. And, you know, we received amazing care there right from the beginning. So that was, that was great. Um, and then, you know, the plan was to just continue laboring in the hospital and, and keep going for a, for a vaginal birth. Um, so that's what we did. You know, we were, I was, you know, being supported there and we, we just continued. Um, my contractions were, they they were kind of starting to slow down by this point. Um, the OB that was working with me was worried about, um, about my, my uterus and just the fact that like I had been working so hard for so many days. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I will add also, so when I did get into the hospital, uh, my bladder was like totally full and mm-hmm. engorged. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had to drain it. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, was probably one of the reasons why I wasn't dilating was because my bladder was like in the way of my cervix. Mm-hmm. So, and then the baby, baby started turning, started rolling to the back because there was no room there. Everything was just all crowded. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And then when they drained my bladder, it was like red. Um, it was not from blood, yeah. but just, it was so dark. Yeah. Like dark, 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 orange, red. I like, I mm-hmm. saw it come out. It was, it was wild. Um, Cause I was just so dehydrated hadn't been able to keep any fluids down so that was sort of the first thing it was like okay like now that that's out of the way great now let's see if like things will progress so things did progress a bit I think I got to six centimeters you know according according to them um and then you know things were slowing down so then they were pumping me with the oxytocin Mm -hmm. and you know I labored in the hospital for another eight hours and then, you know, we were changing positions and trying all this different stuff. And um, by this point, baby started, you know, showing signs of distress because, you know, he doesn't want all that stuff being pumped into his system either. And he had been working really hard for six days. So, you know, the the talk of having a cesarean was floating around the room. And, you know, how do you feel about that? And I was just like, well, let's, you know let's keep going. You know, I was hooked up to all the monitors and baby was doing okay. He took a couple dives. His heart rate did tank a couple times and that was scary. And then it'd come back up. And anyways, um, at the end there, the, 
the OB was like, okay, I think we need to, we need to, um, we need to get this baby out of you. Um, you know, my water had also been broken for over 24 hours. So there was just a bunch of stuff there. And, you know, looking back now, it's like, okay, what would have happened if we would have just waited like a couple mm-hmm. more hours or what would have happened if my bladder would have been drained sooner? Um, you know, but you can't mm-hmm. say the woulda, shoulda, coulda, like mm-hmm. in the moment it was all just like so real and so raw. So anyways, mm-hmm. long story short, um, we consented to the C-section and, you know, that was the next big surrender for me. I, I cried, um, you know, the hospital staff like left the room and let me and my husband like have a little talk about it, which was really nice. Um, you know, and we're just like, okay, I was, I was just like, you know, I'm, I'm ready to meet my baby. Like this has been a, like, this has been a freaking marathon and I'm ready. I, I need to meet my baby now. So, so as soon as we decided that that was what we were going to do, you know, it all happened so fast, more, doctors came in put more drugs in me froze me up and before I knew it I was being wheeled into an operating room with a whole bunch of people you know bright lights I was like strapped to a table my arms were open wide like I felt like I was like jumping off a bridge or something like no control um you know in this moment you know right before like you know when they were like cutting me open and they were pulling my baby out of me like you know that was like my big moment of surrender it's just like you know, this is the last place I expected myself to be. Like I visualized myself so many times, like birthing my baby, like in my bedroom, like I had it all, I could like see it in my mind's eye. And the fact that like now here I was, (laughs) was just like, yeah, really surreal. Um, And then as the OB was like, I guess, cutting me open, she like looked over the little curtain thing and said to me, um, we made the right decision. It looks like your uterus has been working very hard for six days. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, okay, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, before I know it, yeah, I'm like, all right, like, <laughs> well, what does that mean? But anyways, um, <laughs> and then before I knew it, they wiggled the baby out and baby was floating in the air. And then they, you know, we didn't know the, the sex of the baby um, beforehand. So my husband called out, it's a boy. And then they put him on my chest and I held him close and, you know, time stood still. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. Anyways, um, that was a long ramble, but basically that was, that was the birth. So, you know, how my, my sacred home birth turned into an operating room um, extravaganza. And, you know, to be perfectly honest, like it was my worst, it was my worst nightmare. Like yeah. I, you know, yeah, it was my worst nightmare. So, you know, after the, after he was born, you know, I won't go into into too many details from here about that, but you know, he was, he's been great. Like the most perfect little amazing healthy baby ever. Like he's fed right away. He had a little trouble breathing at first. They had to do some oxygen mask thing, which was kind of scary, but that was all fine. And, you know, feeding great, um, sleeping great, like just the sweetest little angel. And we're like obsessed with him. So, you know, it's all good. And, you know, everybody says like, as long as you're healthy and happy, that's all that matters. And, you know, I've heard that so many times, like since the birth and, um, you know, I've been feeling into that and yes, it's true. Like at least we're healthy and happy and it's all good. But at the same time, like I, I want to acknowledge and recognize that like, I still feel 
like I failed, you know, and I feel like my body let me down. I personally, I personally disagree completely with that statement. I actually (laughs) really dislike, I -hmm. hate it when people say that. I mean, yeah, of course, of course it's Mm -hmm. true. And it's like, yeah, baby's here. We're healthy Mm -hmm. and happy. Like, you know, we didn't die, of course. And, you know, Mm -hmm. that's great. Like, of course that's great. But at the same time that I feel like that statement it it's like uh it 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 totally washes over and in some ways I don't think intentionally but but it it and in some ways invalidates the whole experience Mm -hmm. of what the mother um went through absolutely yeah 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 and that's how I feel and like it's been really interesting like you know, it's been really interesting the last nine weeks of like unpacking what happened to me and, you know, the journey of my baby coming to the world. Like, yeah, so many people are like, oh, well, you know, he's happy and healthy and it's fine. And I'm like, yeah, but, but no, like, it's not okay. And I'm not okay. And like, can, can that be okay? You know? So, you know, and for other like, mothers out there who've had experiences like mine which I know there's many um you know being okay with with not being okay with how the birth went and Mm -hmm. you know I don't want to I don't want to like mull over the story and the details and should I have had the um the um shot the what's called morphine shot should I have done this should I have done that like I don't want to mull over that like of course you know now like nine weeks later I want to look at like okay what can I learn from this and Mm -hmm. you know I do believe that my baby was brought to the world in this way for a reason you know we needed to go through this journey together and Mm -hmm. you know just how can I how can I learn from this yeah So, so yeah it's been a it's been a lot um And yeah, again, like as a body person, like, you know, bodies are my, are my passion. Like I've, you know, studied the human body. I work with human bodies. So the fact that like my body like didn't perform fully the job that it was meant to do is like a big thing for me. And I almost feel embarrassed. Like when people ask like, how was the birth? I'm, just or you know how did it all go and I'm kind of like well I had a c-section like I feel embarrassed Mm -hmm. and you know I don't know if I should or shouldn't feel embarrassed but that's that's how I feel um so looking at that and you know you know definitely like a a blow to the ego like I you know hold a lot of pride in my body and its abilities um especially as a as a dancer and yeah the fact that it didn't like fully work I guess um is has been a tough one um so yeah maybe for me I need to learn to surrender even more and I think that is that word surrender has been the big the big thing here in in um you know the birth and becoming a mother becoming a parent um and there are so many little times in the birth where I had to just surrender more and then surrender more and then finally like laying on that operating room table I surrendered even more. And then even since then having my baby, like, you know, I've surrendered even more. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, just letting, yeah, letting go, letting go and, and allowing instead of forcing. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and um, also maybe yeah. 
I'm sure there's a little bit um, just because of, you know, of what we've just been talking about. Also not like forcing someone else's projections or narrative of how the birth looked from an outside point of view, like into your personal mm-hmm. um, being mm-hmm. in space. Yeah. And that's huge. And that's huge. That's a yeah. really hard thing to do too. I'm, yeah. Very hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Another thing that I've, kind of taken from this is um you know I feel a lot more compassionate and less judgmental of mm-hmm. of women who've had um c-sections and and hospital births of that I think I was you know probably like a lot of the listeners on this show is like you know we're all about the natural birth process and you know I don't I didn't feel like I needed the medical system whatsoever in um in my birth, even like working with my midwives, which here in Canada are very much in the medical system. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very different experience than if you work with a doctor, but they're still quite regulated. So even working with my midwives, there was times where I was like, do I need you? Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, I declined a lot of the routine exams and it was mm-hmm. just a very smooth sailing pregnancy. So this was completely like, you know, blindsided me. Um, but yeah, now, like, you know, when I hear of somebody else having a, a C-section, like, instead of thinking in my mind, like, oh, like, you know, you probably didn't honor your body enough, or, you know, you went to the hospital too soon, or you had the epidural, that's why you ended up with a C-section. Like, no, I've, I'm letting go of that. And birth is hard, like, no matter how you do it, Versus yeah, it is. ridiculous <laughs> and crazy and mysterious and you know it's crazy right yeah so totally no matter crazy. how you do it it is hard as shit and yes. I just respect every single woman that has ever you know a baby has ever come out of their body however it came out like even women who you know have planned cesareans it's like good for you for knowing what you want Absolutely. you know if that's what you truly wanted mm-hmm. good for you for knowing that and yeah. so I feel a lot more compassion now whereas before I was definitely a little on the judgy side so yeah and that's letting that go (laughs) yeah such a good such a good lesson too it's like I mean it's definitely good to be like to stand strong in what in what we like and and in our convictions like for sure like absolutely but at the same time Mm -hmm. you know recognize and honor the fact that someone else might have a different, a different perspective and a different, you know, way of how they want to do things or of how it mm-hmm. ended up happening. And that's, that's life. That's not just birth. It's life, you know? And it's, yeah, yeah it, it's, it, but, but yeah, I definitely feel like that can, um, especially with, with birth and in some circles, it can definitely get into this place of like, oh, well, because I think a, then b shouldn't Mm -hmm. happen and yeah it it, with you Mm -hmm. know someone else's sovereign experience and it's like you know lest we judge each other unless we just meet each other where we're at and just like Mm -hmm. recognize and witness and respect Mm -hmm. each other's choices you know Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah yeah it's it's wild being on the other side of it for sure like you know I look around at other mothers with their babies and you know we kind of just like give each other a nod it's like mm-hmm, yeah <laughs> yeah I know what you've been through <laughs> you know even those who've had super easy births you know like you hear of people who like 
yeah, you know, felt some contractions and eight hours later, I pushed my baby out. It's like, oh, <laughs> that's, that sounds nice. I, you know, but nice. that, I guess, you know, that wasn't my, that wasn't my journey. Like I needed to be, I needed to be like, um, slammed on my ass, I think yeah. in order, well, in order then- to like transition into this next chapter. And then too, it's like, you know, some of those stories that we, that we might hear of just like, you know, from our perspective, from the outside looking in, it, it sounds easy and pleasant, but there could have been, you know, who knows, there could have been some real trauma or of just like uh-huh. what they were experiencing in that moment that could have been like, not the best and most pleasant experience for them. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like, I don't know if you would agree or not, but I feel like every birth is somewhat traumatic. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it ha- if it needs to be. I don't think it, it always has to be, but I feel like there's something there about just the process about that passage, like for both the baby and the mother, like we almost, I don't know, it's like we almost need to go through something traumatic in order to grow enough to launch you know for the baby to launch to the world and for the mother to be born again essentially as as a mother and I don't know for me like yeah this has just been my birth has brought up so many kind of wounds and things within myself that were already there but like I'm having to look at them more now Mm -hmm. you know and I think you know a big one is you know the body thing like you know as a dancer you know I definitely struggled with body image and like eating stuff and you know, just holding my body to such a standard um, and then to have to completely just surrender over my body and like allow it to be like cut open was like a huge, a huge thing for me. So, you know, now I'm looking at my body in a completely different way. And, um, you know, I cried for days and days, like and days after the birth, just like thinking about the fact that like I had surgery, like I was cut open, I was cut open like that those words just like made me ball but now like even nine weeks later like my scar is starting to heal and I'm feeling a lot better and I'm starting to like do exercise again and you know I was looking down at my scar the other day and I was like almost proud of it in a weird way Mm -hmm. I'm like like my baby came out of there like that's that's Florian's scar and then I was like maybe I should like tattoo his name over it or something Mm -hmm. one day because like Mm -hmm. that's his that was his little that's his little portal um yeah yeah. so yeah Mm -hmm. and and you said everything since I mean as far as just postpartum um I mean I know that uh I mean I know without having physically experienced it myself that um um at at post cesarean you know just the healing physically you know it can take some time um, yeah yeah, totally. Um, but everything in postpartum has been, has been, uh, as far as the physical aspect of it has been a smooth. Yeah, honestly, I think it's, yeah, I think it's been as good as it can be. Um, of course, like those first like days out of the hospital were really hard. Like I basically couldn't move. Yeah. And again, as a mover, as someone who's spent her whole life moving her body, right. you know, I'm now like strapped to a bed and it's like, yeah. I'm in a pain and my husband would have to like get up in the night and get the baby and bring him to me. Like we tried really hard to just to keep me still, which is funny because, you know, everyone who knows me knows that I'm, I'm not the girl who's still, I'm always moving around. I'm always (laughs) dancing. I'm always stretching. Like I can't sit still. (laughs) So, so I had to 
I had, and then there's another lesson, like, you know, I needed to be like, again, I needed to be strapped to a table and strapped to a bed in order to slow down enough to like, you know, really connect with my baby and really feel what's going on. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just that, just not being able to move part um, was mm-hmm. hard. Um, but I think by this point, like I had just surrendered so much already that I didn't even care. I was just like, "Yep, yeah, I'm in bed." Um, my mom came over to help us with the baby for the first like five days, and that was amazing. So I really didn't have to move or do much at all. Um, yeah, and then just kind of slowly but surely, week after week, like just starting to feel a little bit better and you know, able to move more. And, and it's been like a rediscovering of my body in a way, like I pretty much didn't do any much physical activity at all for six weeks. Um, yeah. Besides walking, you know, I go for the walks around my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, but now as I'm, as I'm starting to move more, it's like, yeah, I'm com- like, I'm starting from the ground up, which again, could be another blessing. Um, as a movement therapist, now I'm learning like, firsthand like how it feels to like not have control of my abdominals and to have to like activate them again and this is the type of stuff that I've I've read about and I've studied and I help clients with but now to actually do it I'm like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna rehab my body the way I help other people rehab theirs Mm -hmm. so yeah it's been interesting (laughs) like the simplest of things the simplest of movements are they like my whole body feels different even like, you know, a simple glute bridge, like I'm feeling muscles and things, connections that I've never felt before. So yeah, it's a real like going back to basics. Yeah. But I'm feeling, I'm feeling great now, even yeah, around eight weeks, I started feeling eight weeks postpartum started feeling a lot, a lot more like, like myself. Um, Yeah. So I think for other women who've, you know, gone through something like that, it's like just, take your time like there is no rush at all and yeah I've I haven't been so still in my life um Mm -hmm. which I think is a good medicine for me totally it's a it's a huge huge teacher in and of itself that's that's for sure um I and I'm so curious uh what what kind of dance what kind of dance have you done um I mostly contemporary dance um, but I, you know, grew up doing ballet and yeah, yeah. So a lot of classical ballet as a kid. And then, um, you know, I went to professional dance school in New York city and I studied modern and contemporary dance. And then that's like been what I've, what I've done professionally and, um, cool. teaching as well. I do a lot of teaching. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey. It's fun. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for sharing your story um, and allowing me awesome. to um, sit here and, and witness you. Um, well, not see you, thank but, you. but hear you. <laughs> yeah. I'm very grateful yeah, totally. for that. Um, and is there any yeah, last parting words of wisdom that you would like to leave our listeners with? Hmm. Let's see. Um Oh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, after all, like after all of that, like just the love, like the love that would, you know, come through with having a baby, like no matter how it's brought into the world, whether it went as you had hoped or the complete opposite, um, you know, when you look into that little being's eyes, like it's, it is all worth it in a crazy way. Um, yeah. So I think like, 
yeah, just surrender, surrender more, you know, that was like a, a little affirmation I kept saying to myself during the birth was like, surrender more, surrender more. How can I surrender even more and even more than this and even more than this? And I think as a mother, like, it's just all about surrendering and, you know, you have to kind of give up, you know, a part of you is kind of is left behind as you, you are rebirthed as, as a mother with your baby. So yeah, surrender more. <laughs> what a what a beautiful, yeah. beautiful, difficult, but very real and amazing mantra. That's for sure. Thank yeah. <laughs> thank surrender you. more. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Yeah, thank Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah thank uh, you for listening. And um yeah, I hope this is useful for other people who've maybe had a birth not go exactly as planned (laughs) yes yes thank you so much thank you so much for listening storytelling is a profound agent of change one that has the ability to plant seeds of inspiration introspection and beyond if you have an empowering birth story that you would like to share on our podcast please head over to indiebirth.org forward slash birth warrior to send your submissions That's IndieBirth.org forward slash birth warrior. Hope you have a beautiful week wherever you are in the world. Until next time, friends.